So I don't know if any of you heard about the kid in L.A. who was being a little punk ass. And he would go up on top of the overpass and he would take a rock or like a like a little boulder and he would tie a rope around it and he'd dangle it off the side of the bridge. So when semis would come, it'd bang off their windshield. Well, he kept doing that and a 18-wheeler came by and it missed the windshield, but it wrapped around his side mirror and it ripped the kid's arm off. And the crazy thing is they arrested the semi driver for armed robbery. What's up, everybody? Pat Davis here with Fresh Breath, where we talk about topics ranging from business to relationships, different types of entertainment, attitude choices, travel and health, and why Billings, Montana's wind will not stop blowing my mane around. It is getting ridiculous. It has warped my mind where I walked into the locker room and couldn't even remember what locker I put my keys and shirt in. So I just kept opening every locker until I found my long sleeve and keys. And speaking of keys, I also have locked my keys in my car the last two days. So this wind just totally is fucking up my mojo all the way around. So I don't know what your viewpoint is on wind, but feel free to shoot me an email and just tell me how much you hate it. But if you like it, then just unsubscribe to this podcast. Just kidding. I need as many people as I can to follow this podcast. So even if you don't like this podcast, not everybody likes you either. So we might as well just follow each other. So let's just go around following people we don't like and trolling them and stuff. Speaking of trolling, every year around December 29th or something like that, my buddy shares a video of me dancing with a 70-year-old woman in Cabo, Mexico, and then I fall down, and then I'm dry-humping the ground like how a dog does when their butt's all dry and they drag it on the carpet. Every year, every year, it comes back around, so if you're listening out there, I hate you, Chance. You're a bad person. So on this episode of Fresh Breath, I wanted to bring you a little bit of find your passion, how to get out of the job that you hate, exit plan, um, and tell you a little background of what I did in the two, well, I guess I've done it three different times. I just resigned from my job about two weeks ago to plan for a year trip around the world with my girlfriend. We've been planning it for some time to get out there and find ourselves, get humbled a little bit and see the world in different cultures and also just live on our own terms and work as we travel and do this podcast and do a vlog and just see where what it brings us it might be six months or it could be five years we don't know so that's part of the reason i haven't put out any travel episodes on any type of travel subjects because i'm gonna have quite a few of them coming soon we're gonna be doing five continents and hopefully 25 plus countries so i think i'm gonna have plenty of material to bring you um travel wise so for now let's figure out how to get you out of that job that you absolutely hate. And what I did my very first time, I worked for a car dealership. I talked about it in my first episode um, for five years. Good job, good people, had a great manager, but I knew that I didn't want to sit on a car dealership for the rest of my life and spend every Saturday in my life trying to make some money when there's always going to be money. So I knew there was more out there for me. And at the time, uh, 
Maddie, my girlfriend, lived five hours away in Missoula where she was going to school. If you haven't been to Missoula, check it out. There's no wind there, first off, and good people. Not that Billings doesn't have good people, but I have a special place in my baby heart for Missoula. So go Grizz, fight on. Anyways, so at the time I bought a house early, I think I was 21. Um, the market had done pretty good in Billings. It's growing incredibly fast. Every time I come back here, I can't believe how big it's getting. Um, but I knew I had enough equity to take about 20 grand after all the fees and everything from a realtor. And then I made the decision to also take out my 401k that I had saved. Um, so I had a total about 40 grand, which I don't fully recommend taking out your 401k unless you're for sure gonna do something better with it because now I regret it big time of all of that interest and compounding interest that I could have had because that's just the magic free money that you're not always going to get. So don't touch your 401k unless you got just like really big balls that something's going to work out better because 20 grand back when I was 22. Now, I mean, I don't know what it could be, but it's going to be a lot more than I have at the moment after I spent it all. So, but what I did was I planned out. Um, I knew that with that money and having no bills, I was going to be okay for at least six months. I could have went longer, but I had also put money away because I did plan on buying another house. So I took the summer off, sold my house, quit my job, and I moved up to Missoula kind of with a plan, kind of not. I was going to kind of find myself. I wrote my first book at the time. Um, check it out, do it for you match the way you think and live the life you want on Amazon. Um, so I kind of decided to write that and talk about why I left and kind of the same thing I'm doing now, why I'm looking for the freedom and to be able to live on my own terms and not work for somebody else, which I don't think there's anything wrong with working for somebody else, but everybody's different on what they want to do. And I've always not wanted to work for somebody else and always have that control over me of, Hey, if I just want to go snowboarding that day, cause the nearby mountain, I don't want to have to ask permission. I want to be able to put in the work when I get back or be able to do it on the weekends or plan out those things around my own schedule. But that's me. So if you are that type of person you do, or if you just hate your job and want to get another job, I think there's a simple plan that you can put in place. And really the biggest thing is one admitting that you're, you're miserable. I was going to say horrible. You're not horrible. Maybe you're miserable in your job and you felt that way for a long time but you have to make a plan and if you don't have a plan then the whole idea without a plan is just a wish i don't know if that's how the saying goes exactly but you got to make a plan and make sure that if you do have people take care of i didn't at the time it was just me so it's a lot easier for me to plan out your finances so plan out your finances find out how long with your bills or if you have no bills at least you have your everyday expenses uh, food, utilities, things like that. Find out how long you can make it on your savings before you go and quit your job. Because that's the second part of my mistake. After I found a job because I wanted to buy a house and weird, the bank says you got to have a job to buy a house. So I found the first consulting job I could find that said that they were going to pay me a base salary of $40,000. And that was enough for me to get in the house that I wanted. But problem was shit two weeks in i was absolutely miserable i think my second day i got called in the office because i didn't make enough phone calls it's like what do you mean i made 40 and they're like yeah well you gotta get those numbers up bud 
that's rookie numbers. We got to be doing 80, 100 dials a day. I'm like, dude, I've never made more than five dials a day. And I made 40 yesterday. I almost had an aneurysm. So, and plus being in a four by four cubicle, having a security camera above you was pretty shitty alone. So I was pretty unhappy to say the least, but I needed the job until I got the house. But my big mistake was, was when I got four months in, I was so miserable and I got so used to having the freedom from my last job to when I got that new job, I, you know, I didn't work for about four months and I just did whatever I wanted and I had the money to, I thought, well, I still have some money left. I'm just going to quit because I hate this job. So I got one big commission and I bailed think without planning at all. This time I screwed up and I didn't figure out how much money I was spending every month, including my mortgage, because I had a had a mortgage in a couple months. So I just stupid. I know I should have thought about it. I didn't plan for it. I thought I could just go start this business on my own, Thought I could do another consulting business, kind of like what I was doing, but kind of in a different industry. So the problem was I got arrogant thinking, oh, I could do it just as well as you can do it, but I can do it on my own. Well, the problem was things are a little different when you don't have a clientele in a database and you're starting from your living room with a little headset. So note to self, you're not as cool as you think you are, high schoolers out there and anybody else who drives a truck with smokestacks and big tires. So... I made a mistake and I racked up a lot of money on my El Credicardos, which is Spanish for credit cards. And to be honest with you, I racked up probably about 18 grand in credit cards because I didn't really have a choice. And I knew holding onto that house was way more important than how much interest I was trying to pay on all those credit cards. So when shit hits the fan, you kind of just got to do what you got to do to survive. But I was lucky enough to have the house. And if I did have to sell it right on that point, I would. But I held out. I was lucky to have a great support team beside me. And keeping me up when I was down. Because I was grumpy for a while. And I really, really thought I hit rock bottom. And I was, I even got so bad where I was questioning if I was good enough for this world. And that, that's just something that is hard for anybody when they feel like they're doing great and then they go for something and they fail. But no matter how hard you fail, it is never too late to start over. So don't be afraid of the success and don't be afraid of the failure because you never know what's going to happen. But that's why I say make sure you got a plan because if you don't plan, it makes it a whole lot harder for it to make sense. Because if you don't plan out, do the research, and you just go for it, well, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. The odds aren't fully in your favor. But if you do the research, you plan it out, you check the plan 10 times, relook at it. And one thing, too, I recommend, if you're going to plan on leaving something or go for a big travel for the year like me and Maddie are doing or start a business or whatever it is, Keep it a secret until you actually launch it because nothing is going to kill your dreams more than other people's opinions. You're going to tell them what you want to do. You're going to tell them your plan and all you're going to hear, not all the time, but I would say nine out of 10 times, you're going to hear criticism, which comes across as 
not constructive criticism because it's something that means a lot to you. You've put in the time and the research and they're shooting it down. And the negativity is just going to completely ruin your whole idea. Because if you think it's a good idea, then it's a good idea. But if you find out three months down the road that something fell through or this doesn't make sense anymore, hey, I got to get another job. Well, it's okay. It, it was a good idea three months ago, but you didn't know that this was going to turn out this way. Shit happens, but you got to just work through the kinks. And every time you fail, it's just a learning. It's just a learning lesson. It's just a learning curve. I have tried to start probably 10 different businesses. Some of them I ditched in the first month. Some of them I didn't even do full heartedly because I wasn't fully in it. I just kind of threw a little bit of money, see what would happen. And then there's others I've given my heart to and I could have swore it's going to work. And one of the businesses, me and my buddy did it for a year and we believed in it so much. And we, honestly, we still believe in it, but circumstances didn't make sense at the time. It was too expensive. Um, and we were in a bad, I think just the, the timing was wrong and things didn't work out. But that's okay. It doesn't mean that it doesn't, that it's a failure. It just might mean not right now. So you can always come back to these things if you truly believe in it. Cause sometimes timing is everything. Sometimes no better times the president, present, the president, no better time is the president. Uh, no better time is the president. Sometimes the best time is just later when it makes more sense. So if you are going to go give it a try, plan, do your research and go for it and don't be afraid of the success or being afraid of the failure because for those two years being in all that debt living a paycheck to paycheck i've never done that before i had never had debt like that i've never not had money in my account i've never had negative money in my account so i felt so defeated and felt like i was not good enough in that every time that i had tried a business that failed and now look at me i really failed big time this time i'm never going to get out of this debt you just got to keep pushing because right now I sit in the Shields parking lot recording this podcast. I'm homeless and I'm unemployed and I have more money in the bank than I've ever had. And I'm debt free because I kept pushing and the person next to me didn't give up on me. Thank you, Maddie, by the way. And things do get better just because you fail does not mean it is a death sentence. So if you really hate that job, sorry, I kind of got off on track, but it's very important that you don't be afraid because you're never going to leave that job if you constantly are afraid of the failure and you have to always have that security. So make a plan. Even if that plan is just starting to interview at other jobs, um, I've, I've talked to other people that are so talented. I've talked to cashiers at gas stations with such great personalities. And I just at times I'm like, you have so much going for you. I wonder if you just got stuck or if you absolutely feel like you can't leave this job or what it is because you're telling me you don't like the job. We're having a conversation. You're like, yeah, you know, living just somebody else's dream. Well, that tells me you hate your job. So I just wonder if it's the fear of the insecurities, if whatever it is, maybe just hop onto Indeed see what's out there do some interviews just get yourself out there and see if there is opportunity because just saying i hate my job isn't making a change at all you're not doing anything you have to at least try so even if it is just hopping online and seeing what's out there or looking at ways other people have did it listen to a podcast read a blog you know whatever it is that is just 
that's something. That's a step forward. But going to that job every day is just another three steps back. Quit going back to that job that you hate because you're ruining your potential and what it could be. And nothing's worse than looking back going, I wish I would have done this. I am absolutely terrified to go on this trip around the world for one year. I've been two places outside of the United States, and that is Canada. Speaking of which, poutine is the dankest shit I've ever ate. So fucking right, Canadians. I mean, fucking A. A, I give you an A plus on your poutine. We had it with elk meat on top, and I almost shit my dick. It was so good. And two, I've been to Mexico twice. So we're talking all over South America and Africa and Japan and all these places. And I just feel so scared and out of my element, but I know if I don't go, I'm going to look back regretting that I didn't do it. Not that I won't have a good life or whatever it is and do good things. But if it's something that you're thinking about, want to do, just plan it out, see if it's going to make sense and give it a try. So I sold my house. We didn't know how much we were going to get for it. The market worked out. We sold it. I paid off all my debt. We sold everything in our house. And that's another thing too. If you feel like you don't have enough money to quit your job and you want to see, I don't care if you're rich or poor, everybody has shit in their house. And we were amazed by how much shit we sold and made $1,500. One day we were in a panic and we were like, oh no, we got to get this whole bedroom set out of the basement. We got two days before we close, which awful planning and Manny threw it up on Facebook that whole bedroom set was sold for a hundred dollars in two seconds it they all picked it up we said be here by three o'clock if you want it we gotta have it gone and it was gone that was the easiest hundred dollars we ever made because the set was given to us so you can't tell me shit wasn't given to you or go into Walmart go into their clearance section or shop go or if you see a one of your local stores is going out of business. I'm sorry for them, but if you need extra money to, for your escape plan, go to those places, get the shit that's 70% off and post it on Facebook. There's Pinterest people and Facebookers and crafters and moms and dads who need a snowblower, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If you know it's a good deal and it's stuff you know about, like if you know about snowblowers or you know that TVs are $800 and you find the same TV because it's, oh, sidetrack story, by the way. And because this happened, we went to Walmart one day and they were selling all their display models of their TVs. So they didn't come with a box. They came with just a stand, but they just put them out there in the middle of the aisle and said, yep, just need to get rid of them. They need to be gone by tomorrow. So I went up to the lady and I said, would you take a hundred bucks for that 50 inch? She goes, yeah, I just need them out of here. And I was really stupid because I didn't have very much money at the time. That's when I was really tied on money. But what I should have done was borrowed $500 and bought all five of those fucking TVs and sold them because people don't know they're to this display model. They worked great. They came with a remote, could have put it on Facebook for even $300, which is a screaming deal. Oh, sorry. I had to burp. I had a little little blueberry pre-workout and came up and burped me um it should have sold them so and i know there's a lot of people do it i saw a story about this guy who 
just did it because he lost his job and he went and did that and he started selling it all on facebook on um he would ship it to facebook on the fulfillment services and they'd sell it for him well now he has his own warehouse and employees and he and they go out and find good deals for him they bring it back they sell it and they get paid an hourly or commission and that's his business it, he has a business of minions who run out and go find things like it's genius so you can't tell me that there's not ways to make more money to get you out of your situation you just got to see what's out there and make an effort and i said it before in a couple other ones half the battle on anything is just showing up and if you're just going to show up to go to work and not get out of that situation then you're always going to be miserable you're always going to complain you're always going to hate your life but if you're just making the effort to show up to also get out of the job and do the job during the day and then when you go home on your downtime Go to Walmart, find good deals, make your exit plan, find out what your budget is. Then you're making it towards something. It might not be overnight, and I guarantee it's not unless you hit the lotto. It might be a year. It might be two years, but it's going to be the rest of your life at that miserable job if you don't make an effort. So you want to be miserable for another year or two or forever. So just, just go on the old Google. Say, hey, Google. How do people get out of the job they hate? I bet Google will give you some ideas too. Google's pretty damn smart, that googie guy. Or is it a girl? We'll never know. I know Alexa's a girl. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I like Google more. I'm totally a Dell Android guy. So blast me if you want, you Apple users. I don't care because whatever, all right? So I wrote out a little plan here. Well, step by step. So number one, like we said, make a plan. Number two, research and talk to yourself and write a journal or whatever it is, brainstorm what you want to do. What do you like? What are your passions? Do you want to travel? Do you want to do a podcast? Do you want to help people? You know, like my stepmom absolutely loves crafts. Been doing it since she was a little girl. Um, my dad was working. She would be stay at home with her son, um, stepbrother. And then she started a craft business. It's already what she likes to do. And she's damn good at it. And she started an online business and also sells it at one of the local, I don't know if it's a Trader Joe's or like, um, what the hell are those stores that sell like everything markets or whatever. And it's a consignment and she's killing it. My dad will go get the wood and it's reusable wood. So low, um, overhead, I forgot that word overhead. <laughs> they have low overhead, low cost. He puts the wood together sometimes and then other, and then she goes and paints it or they do vinyl wraps. They made us a dope cornhole set. I mean, it's, and she's making decent money doing it and it's going to grow and more people find out and she makes good stuff, but at least it's an like starting with something that she really likes so it doesn't feel like a job or if you just say hey i want to go back to school well fucking a but why do you want to go back to school does it make sense for you to do it now or should you do online classes in the evening while you're making money so that's what i mean by making the plan and not just going for it and getting yourself on a bind because the last thing you want to do like i had to do was get in a bind and quit because i don't know i don't like quitting especially I hate the embarrassment that I put on myself um, of quitting or failing or anything like that. But I could have made it work if I would have planned out and had an extra two months. 
I like to think that, and it could have, because I would have had more time, but I didn't plan well enough. So that's, that was a big part of it. Um, and the next part is do it in your downtime. There's always time. If you really care about it, you will make time to work on it. So keep your day job until you can afford to leave, but work on the plan and research in your downtime and keep your plan a secret. Um, opinions from others will make you question your plan and the negativity and the criticism it, and it'll put you down. It'll make you frustrated. And I have done this almost every time I've gotten way better about it, but because I get so excited when I have an idea, I brainstorm all day of different business ideas or weird things that could happen or what ifs. And when I do come up with a business plan and I spend all the time researching and I get so excited and I tell somebody about it and I'm not ready to take the criticism, I'm not ready to take the questions and it's okay to ask questions or tell people about it if they're actually people who have done it before because the people who've never done it before are usually going to give you the most negative things i don't know how many times we have been told to be careful on this world travel and oh you might get sick you better wash your hands the coronavirus is gonna get you and we're just like yeah but none of you have actually traveled now if you had been to this country before like cuba that we're going to and you know that nobody speaks english there or you know the food is bland which is a lot of things we've been hearing for people or you know it's dangerous then yeah maybe i would listen to you and we maybe would reconsider going there but i don't think one person we've talked to has told us to be safe they don't speak english it's not gonna be a good place you might get sick has ever been there before so not that we don't love these people and that we've talked to we do it's just it's hard to take that advice when it's not really advice if you've never done it i mean just because you've read a book but you've never experienced what happened doesn't mean you're an expert on the topic and experience and just researching something is two different things so if you've done the research but that other person hasn't that you're talking to and they're giving you criticism then go hey i appreciate that i'm gonna go find out on my own because i've done the research so now i'm gonna go experience see if this makes sense so I just don't want criticism to kill your dreams and your ideas because I truly believe anybody and everybody has good ideas, ideas, idea, idea, ideas. So if you think it's a good idea, then it is a good idea. So fuck the, I almost said fuck the police. I don't know why I would have said that, but <laughs> JK, but fuck their opinions. Don't listen to them. And honestly, be confident in your plan. Don't question. It's easy to question if your plan's a good idea, if it's going to work. But if you believe it is, then go for it. And if you do fail, and if you fall on your face hard like I did, I don't care if you're 60 years old. It's never too late to start over and do it again if you truly want to. So don't let that failure consume you. Um, it does suck. But I tell you what, I'm a lot stronger and I'm a lot smarter than I was before because that failure taught me a lot. And... I'm not going to be such a whiny little girl next time I do fail because I know I can get myself back out of it. At the time, I didn't know that. I thought that was the end. I thought I was always going to be in debt. I was going to claim bankruptcy at 27 years old. I didn't know what was going to happen, but things do get better. And even if you do claim bankruptcy or you do lose your house, you can always come back out of it if you keep believing that you can and believing in yourself. So... That's how I'm going to leave you with this episode on this windy day. I hope wherever you are, if it is windy, 
you have a really cool kite that will pick you up and fly you, glide you to a place that's not windy where they have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of mojitos because that sounds nummy at, what time is it? 9.55 Montana time. So I'm gonna leave you with a would you rather question. Oh, by the way, have you been practicing your EA Sports in the game thing? EA Sports, it's in the game. I'm gonna send that in. I guarantee I'll be on Maddie 2069. So would you rather mistakenly send nudes to your boss or to your mother or father? It says mother, but I'm gonna say parents because one might be worse than the other. I'll let you choose, but would you rather mistakenly send nudes of your naughty stuff to your boss or to your mother or father? Ooh, which one would I want? Ooh, my boss before I quit or I don't know. I mean, I guess I would accidentally send it to my dad because it's not like he didn't change my diapers. So not much has changed since then. So that's my answer. Go with my father, not my stepmom, because that would probably ruin her. But father, for show, um, if you haven't already, follow this podcast, subscribe, write meow. And I did say meow. Follow me on the Insta at Patrick R. Davis. That's Patrick R. Davis, because I'm a pirate and I love rum. And follow me on Twitter at Patrick Davis 69 because I'm 12 years old. And if you haven't checked out my book yet, go give it a quick preview and maybe a little El Bio. It's called Do It For You, Remaster the Way You Think and Live the Life You Want. And this is the end. Until next time, ta-ta for now.